Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends. So thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. You are listening to The New Man, Beyond the Macho Jerk and the New Age Wimp. Your host is men's coach, Trip Lanier. Why do so many women let their bodies go after they get married? Do you avoid making comments about your girlfriend's body or weight? And does admitting you're attracted to other women end up in tears or yelling? Today, we're talking with psychology of eating guru Mark David about women, their bodies, their relationship to food, and why they seem so complicated. Welcome to The New Man. Today we're talking with Mark David. He's the founder of the Institute for the Psychology of Eating, and he's the author of two best-selling books, The Slowdown Diet and Nourishing Wisdom. Mark, thanks for being on the show. I am so psyched to be here with you, Trip. You know, full disclosure, you and I are old friends. We've, we've been friends for a long time, and, and ironically, you and I haven't actually talked about this stuff uh, as much. We, we've talked about so many other things in life, but really haven't talked about women, what's, what's going on for them, uh, in terms of, of eating and food. And, and just right off the bat, I, want, I feel like we've got to let everybody know that you and I are sitting at a McDonald's right now stuffing our faces. So Isn't it fun? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that last part's not real, but you and I are friends. And, and uh, so I'm excited to have you on because on The New Man, we, we do, we talk a lot. We have, we have guys on the show about fitness and nutrition and health. But you work primarily with women. I know that there's, there are a lot of guys that follow your stuff as well, but you cater your stuff more towards women. And I was reading on your site that 9 out of 10 women are unhappy with their weight or their shape or their looks, and 8 out of 10 women are on a diet. So just by the numbers, this is a huge issue for women, whether they're going to tell you about it or not. Um, so just as a man, what have you come to learn about women through – their the psychology of their eating or the weight or how they see their body those issues what are you seeing just as a man that you can share with us well first let me say big great juicy question and and one of the reasons it's a big great juicy question is for me and and I really do feel like there's the part of me that's the guy's guy and and there's the part of me that is also since it seems like day one trying to figure out like who are these women 
and how do I get one? And how do I get the one that I want? Or how do I get lots that I want? Or then now that I've got the one, like, how do I understand her? What the heck is going on? Mm. So, so, so those are the questions I've always held just from a personal standpoint, because, you know, the feminine, the women in our world, there's a level where they can be such a profound mystery to us. And, and, and then there's the place for me where, for whatever reason, you know, sometimes I think I chose this, but sometimes I think kind of like life has chosen it for me. I end up in a profession where I'm dealing with 98% women, and I teach about the psychology of eating, and most of the clientele and the students and the professionals who train with me, it's all women. So all of a sudden, I, I've, I have this, you know, I've, I've kind of fallen through the rabbit hole into woman's world. And I started to realize at some point, wow, I'm in this conversation that a lot of guys don't get to be in. Right. And, and even when we get to be in it, it's hard to really get it because we're guys and we have a different approach to the world. So you quoted a couple of statistics. You said, yeah, you know, nine out of 10 women who are polled will say, I dislike my body. Well, you know, there's a lot of interesting polls on that same question. And you'll hear polls that come out. And these, these, you know, these are huge ones where nine out of 10 women hate their body. Forget about dislike it. They will actually get in your face and say, I hate this. I hate that. And what I see happening is that there's this profound, intense self-attack that women have around their body. And, you know, you and I as guys, like, yeah, maybe you want bigger muscles, and I want to be three inches taller. But most guys, I believe it doesn't run my life, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So I'm five foot eight, and the fact that I'm not six foot one, it doesn't run my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you want it, but it's not something that you're thinking about all the time. You don't wake up and be like, damn, I'm still 5'8", whatever. Exactly. And for the women of the world, there's a shocking number of them. And the percentage is high where my hips, my belly, my stomach, my tiny boobs, my boobs that are too big, you know, my body fat, that runs their life. And consequently, you could be sitting down with your friend, with your girlfriend, and eating a meal, and you're enjoying the meal, I'm enjoying the meal as a guy, and she is freaking. She is monitoring everything she eats, wondering, oh my God, if I don't eat enough, he's going to think that I'm not eating, but if I eat too much, I'm going to gain weight, it's going to go to my hips. We are not always privy to that internal conversation that's running with women sometimes 24-7. So let's, let's the, ask the big question. What's going on? Why, why is there such a difference? Why does it matter so much to women and it, it's not so much to guys? Great question. Here's what I think. If we could boil it down, it seems like in this society, for a man, my value to the opposite sex, my value to the women of the world is if, you know, I'm a, I'm a tough enough monkey so I've made it in the business world. I've made money. I could protect her. I could provide for her. I could support her. You've seen, you know, there's oftentimes you could see an older guy with a younger woman. He could be ugly. She could be beautiful. But if he's got a ton of cash, that's kind of acceptable. Um, for women, oftentimes they're given the message that, guess what, honey? Your value is how you look. Mm. Forget about how big your heart is. Forget about how wonderful you are. Forget about anything else. 
if you're hot, you're valued. And if you're hot, you're going to get a man, find love, get married, be taken care of. So being hot, which seems for some strange reason to a lot of women, being hot generally means skinny. Okay. <laughs> generally means skinny. So even though, you know, guys oftentimes have a very different, uh, when you poll men, they will give you different versions of what hot is than what women will give you what they think men are thinking. Yeah, if you but look anyway, at women's magazines, like the European, like these, these stick figure women, you know, emaciated kind of stuff. I don't know guys that, that hang, that was never on a, on a calendar or in a locker growing up, some emaciated woman, but it seems like women have pointed themselves towards that, that being the ideal. Is that what you're saying? Yes, because the fashion magazines are generally driven, driven by women editors and honestly, gay men editors. And it's not heterosexual males who are driving the fashion world. Okay. And strangely enough, what happens is for a woman, she's looking around and saying, oh my God, I'm getting all these images of skinny. And, and clearly, we have, we, we, we have such a prejudice against fat. You know, you could say, yeah, there's prejudice against black, there's prejudice against Hispanic, against Asian. But everybody could agree, well, man, if you're fat, none of us like you. Hmm. Um, so a woman looks around and thinks, damn, you know, here I am, I need to find love. You know, women are all about connecting. Women are all about finding love. They want to find love. They want to find their one true guy. And what's happening is the only way I can make sure if I'm a woman that I'm skinny is through food and exercise. Right. You know, genetics may have screwed me over, but man, if I starve myself enough, if I eat less and less and less, then guess what? I've got some... I've got some say in this whole thing. I could be like that skinny model. Yeah. I could be like that skinny girl who gets the guy. And again, it's diet and exercise. But I think that the, the, that the real weight here, like, if we, like I love that picture that you painted of, of, of us being at dinner and then, she, you know, she's over there. To her, it's, it's not about the body because if we follow that down the rabbit hole, it's if I eat too much or I eat too little, I'm, I, you know, I'm not going to be loved. I'm going to be alone on the planet. I got, I'm just going to die alone. With 20 cats, and you know, my life's over basically. They start to paint these things, these pictures in their head if they're not the right body type. So it's not really about the food, and that's where you come in. It's the psychology what's behind the eating, what's behind the food, what's driving all that. 100%. And, and just imagine for a moment for the guys who are listening to this, I know this is not you, but, but, but just pretend you're that woman for a moment who is believing what so many other women believe, which is what Tripp just said, which is like, oh my goodness, like I've got to control this food. Otherwise, I'm going to be the lonely cat lady. I'm not going to have love because I'm going to have too much body fat. Every meal then, every snack, every time she gets hungry, for a lot of women, their like internal fire alarm goes off. They, they go into like, oh my God. And if you've ever noticed, sometimes that there's a lot of women, seems like they're walking around just highly stressed, highly freaked out. A lot of times it's about this complex of what do I got to do to be loved? You're not going to love me if I'm too fat. I've got to control food. I got to control my appetite. And man, is that a major stress? Guys, imagine if you had to control your appetite and be skinny. And you couldn't sit down and eat like an entire hamburger. You just took the bun off. 
mm. you know, and you didn't even put ketchup on it because it has sugar in it and that has calories. And you just took the hamburger and you put it in between two big pieces of lettuce. Like it's, you'd want to kill yourself. Well, it's crazy because on one hand, there's, there are two needs, right? On one hand, I need love in my life. And on another hand, I need food. Or I'm going to die. <laughs> right, and they're at yeah. conflict. They want me. Well, if I have food, then I'm not going to be loved. And if I want love in my life, well, then I can't have food. So it's, it's, it's just a terrible place to live and, and be in that place of fear and contraction. And just as a man, I'm thinking like, what's the least attractive thing in a woman is, is, is someone like collapsed in that fear. And I meant to be being pissed off even all the time. Like I'm not satisfied with anything in my life. So it seems like it just kind of kills all the attraction possibilities. Is that oh, right? oh, bingo, my friend. And, and, you know, you just said a lot. I, I, I want to try to pick out at least three important things that you said in there. To me, one of the important things that you just mentioned is, so imagine that woman who's in this conflict all the time about, well, wait a second, I need love, but I need food. I mean, I, I mean, uh, you know, the body is designed to eat freaking food, and you can't suppress that need, but I have to have love. And what happens is that person, that woman gets stuck in her head. And when a woman gets stuck in her head, another way of saying that is she's not really in her body. She's not really embodied. She's not really enjoying her body. How could you enjoy your body if you're always worried about it? And I know for me as a guy, one of the things I find so attractive in a woman is a woman who's relaxed in her body and it's just natural and she could dance. She can let go. She can let go on the dance floor. She can let go in bed. But if she's all freaked out about her body and her body weight and about her body fat and about her eating, she's up in her head. She can't live into her body. She can't be like fully expressed in her girlness and her hotness and her womanhood. And, and sex life is going to suffer. Yeah. And a lot of times guys know that their sex life is suffering and they can't always quite identify why. Or, like, is it my fault? What am I doing? She might be complaining about this, that, the other thing. And oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes one of the places that we don't go, which is where we need to go, is this relationship with food and body that has her stuck in her head because she thinks that's what's going to get her love. But in a weird way, it kind of pushes it away. Yeah, absolutely. I was just, I was just thinking about that, that she's, she's actually creating a block. She's creating a wedge between who she is, her femininity. She's in this bubble of what she's looking at, what's, what's not working for her. And therefore, we don't get to experience her. We miss her um, because she's in that place of I'm not this or I'm, not, I'm too much of this or I'm, I'm not enough of that. Is that right? Totally. And what can happen is... The woman's relationship with food, and especially kind of like her distorted or her dysfunctional relationship with food, can become more important, unfortunately, than her relationship with me, with you, with her man. Mm-hmm. And, and, and she's not doing that purposefully. She's just driven to think, oh my God, I got to do this to have love, to hold love, to keep love. And yet, once again, it pushes it away because she's stepping out of her body. She's not loving herself. And if she's not loving herself, she can't invite me in. And I, and I get that as guys, I, I don't know, we can't save them. It's not our job to put on a cape and fly in and dun, dun, dun. You know, this is something that she, she, she took on these beliefs as a young girl. And I'm, this makes me sad. I've got a little girl, you know, and I'm like wondering how this is going to impact her. But at the same time, it's just like, she's got to be the one that shifts 
her relationship. And so what does that process look like? Ooh, that's the billion dollar question. And, you know, I just want to say something in response to, you know, hey, you have this little girl. Um, fascinating statistics. Approximately four out of 10 girls who are seven and under will report, I'm on a diet or I was just on a diet. Oh, man. Can you imagine a seven year old girl saying, I'm on a diet? Ugh. They pick it up from the atmosphere. They pick it up from the media. They pick it up from mommy, from sister, from women, from girls at school. So there's kind of this culture. And, and, and if you don't believe it, just look how predominant Diet Coke, Diet Pepsi, Diet Soft Drinks. Like Diet Coke, Diet Pepsi, the way it's advertised, it's sexy. Mm. You're cool if you drink Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. But, but it's, it's taking the word diet and making it cool. Mm-hmm. So it just creates this, this kind of crazy conundrum. Oh, if I'm dieting, I'm really cool. But in order to be dieting, I have to be fat. <laughs> <laughs> so, but wait a second, fat's not cool. So, whoa. So, so, so heads are exploding. Um, so uh, in answer to your question, I, I think one of the things that I like to do as a man is I just want to be aware of my girlfriend. So I'm in a relationship with a woman for three years. Like I want to be aware of her issues around food and weight and body and body image. I just want to be sensitive to it because I find that the more I'm just aware of it and picking things up, um, the more I can help her in little ways, not only help her in little ways, but help her step into the place that, that I want to see her step into. Mm. So as a, for instance, um, I'll notice when the women, and, and not just my girlfriend, but just the women in my life, the women I'm friends with, the women I'm close to, you know, women need to be praised. And they're constantly comparing themselves. By the way, women are masters of comparison. You know, if a guy, like, if you have a sports hero, you know, you kind of worship that sports hero. You love the guy. You know, you might pick him apart here or there, but we love the guys that we look up to, mm-hmm. and we want to be that guy. Women might see a really hot woman, and they want to be her, but they'll start comparing, and then they'll start kind of tearing her down in a mm. weird way. Um, so women have a strange competitiveness around looks, but w- the reason why I'm saying this is they swim in that competitiveness more than guys realize. Mm. Now, I want you to notice, guys, like next time, you know, you're with your whim, you know, with your woman, or just you're out by yourself and there's a hot woman in the environment, watch how other women respond to that hot woman. Guys will look in awe and they'll gawk and they'll want to check it out. Women will start to pick her apart silently. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was shocked one time I was hanging out with an old girlfriend and this beautiful, hot young woman walks by. My girlfriend turns to me and says, did you see those shoes she was wearing? <laughs> I'm like, I didn't even know the girl had feet. <laughs> I didn't know she had feet. Like the last thing I would have looked at. <laughs> but so, something had, we had to find some imperfection in her because she's a, it, it's not just that this woman is a threat. That's, that's less of it. It's more that... When I see her, if I'm imagining what it's like to be that woman, if I see this woman, then I also then I'm seeing all the things that I'm not doing right, or I see how I'm not good enough. Is that right? Exactly. So that's the constant radio station that's playing inside a lot of women's heads. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not hot enough. I, I mean, really, 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 you know, at the end of the day, the psychology of most women, and I'm, I'm talking about American women, you know, Western women, the psychology is, am I pretty? Do you love me? Am I attractive enough? Or if I'm not, then ouch. So the more, so the bottom line here is, the more I can genuinely praise my girlfriend, the more I love her up, the more I notice the little things and praise them and point them out, the more that's like this beautiful medicine that helps them relax and gets them out of the insanity that goes on in their head around all this stuff. Because ultimately, I want my girl to feel sexy. I want her to love her body. Because then when she does that, I can go along for the ride. I can be part of that. I can enjoy that. I can experience that. And I can get the benefit of that just hanging around the house. Or I can get the benefit of that when we're in the bedroom. So I have to make sure I'm doing really the little things. You know, even around food, like I'll start to notice, you know, we'll go out to eat. She's not eating much. I know she's hungry. Mm. Like, I know it. So oftentimes... I might want to make an encouragement like, honey, you know, you're so beautiful. You so don't have to worry about like eating the dessert or having, or having a couple of bites. I love when you enjoy yourself. I love when you let go a little bit. I love when you enjoy the meal. Mm. You look so happy when you eat that piece of chocolate. Like, you know, notice when she's happy with food, like point it out. That's sexy is when she's happy. That's the sexy thing. I mean, it's like when she's happy and she's satisfied I was just, uh, I think it was an Esquire just recently, and it was like nine out of 10 guys. And I, I mean, I need to look this up, but go on Esquire.com. They did a sex um, survey of men, and nine out of 10 guys would actually prefer to perform cunnilingus on their partner than to receive fellatio, which tells me that we like making our women happy. We like to see them happy. We like to see them celebrate. We like to see them in their full femininity and just going, yeah. So it's like when they when they rob themselves of this opportunity, it's like we we're robbed. We're robbed of doing that of, of, of that experience because that's what we really want is to see them enjoying themselves and and that that radiance. Yeah, and so many women check out of their body or check out of their sexuality or check out of the fullness of their sensual expression simply because of this one liner that goes on in my head, I'm not hot enough. I'm not skinny enough. I have too much body fat. And they will focus on one body part and beat themselves into the ground. So the more we as men can kind of pierce through that. And there are times like, you know, even in bed where like, I see my girlfriend's uncomfortable because, oh, like I'm seeing her naked. Or she doesn't like me seeing her naked in this position. Right. You know, she'd rather see me, uh, rather me see her naked if she's laying down than maybe standing up Mm -hmm. or like whatever it is. So I just want to make sure I'm praising her all the time and I'm breaking through, I'm being playful, I'm going through the resistance and I'm just doing everything I can to let her know like I am so into what you have. And it's got to be genuine. It can't, because she's going to pick up on it if you're full of shit. Like, you, oh, totally. So, it, so if you're feeling this, broadcast it. Let her know that you find her attractive. Let her know how you find her attractive, not just you're so hot. Like, get specific about what it is about her that you really like 
and and let her know because it sounds like the more that we broadcast those messages we now start to counter this other bullshit line that's going through her head and she can actually start to see herself in the way that maybe we see her is that what you're saying beautiful it's so true and they need that <laughs> they well, yeah. need us to really step up and you know part of it also is i think i think us guys you know, some of us hold back, some of us don't. You know, I've noticed the times in my life where, like, I really hold back from expressing my attraction to the woman I'm with because sometimes I feel like I could just be such a horn dog. Right, you and, don't want to and, be objectifying her and, you know, like, um, I'm just in being an ape or something. But Totally, yeah. and at the same time, I don't want to be holding back and I don't want to be pretending and I don't want to be pushing you know, that energy down because it's so powerful. So I'm always just kind of playing in myself to see like, wow, how can I, how can I show up in a way that, you know, I'm not occurring to her like a low life that's objectifying her, but at the same time, how could I show up in a way where I'm letting her know like, man, I got a heart on all day for you. Yeah. I want to eat you alive, woman. <laughs> there you go. So <laughs> it, it's, 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 just owning that, you know, for, for guys, I think owning our sexual energy, owning our attraction for the feminine, and just really relaxing into that and just kind of grabbing onto it. And sometimes I don't even have to do anything, but if I'm just kind of vibrating with that sort of force or that knowing or that energy inside me, Women pick up on that. Yeah. They get it. They feel it. If you're a yes to her, she's going to, you know, we're sending the message that it's okay. You can be a yes to you as well. Um, and, and, and just relax. Like, I'm relaxing. I'm, I'm open to you. I'm accepting you as you are. Go ahead and do the same, baby. Bingo. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's, 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 let's flip it a little bit because I hear, I hear this situation. This is kind of more the minefield where a guy's kind of damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. So they, they, they meet, she's looking fine. She's been at the gym. She's been taking care of herself. You know, she's fits a certain ideal. She looks a certain way. Right. And then after a few months, she starts to let the pounds go. She's not taking care of herself in the same way. And so the guy, you know, I've been in this position and I, and I've talked to guys, he feels shallow because he's losing attraction for her. Um, and he starts telling himself things like, I just need to be more accepting of who she is and how she looks. But underneath there's this resentment that may start to build up. And it's, all of this is just creating this storm of impacting the attraction. And of course she's going through her own process, like what you just described. So he's scared to bring it up. And even though he may think about it a lot, so he's in this this place. I'm just wondering how, how do you talk about attraction and body image and all of that stuff if it's having an impact on the relationship? Mm, great question. <laughs> here's here's great a grenade, question. Mark. Go for it. <laughs> you know, I love this question. I love it because it's got a couple of layers. I first want to pull out, you know, one, one, one piece of this, which is just to state that what you just mentioned is really common. And especially from the woman's perspective, what often happens is, you know, here's a, here's a woman, and she wants to get a guy, and what do you do to get a guy? You have to be young, you have to be hot, you have to be attractive, you have to be fit. So she's working out, she's watching her diet because she wants to attract a mate. Right. And lo and behold, she attracts her mate. 
And what happens for a lot of women, and they'll admit this, they'll say it straight up. Yeah, okay, I got him. Holy shit, I can relax now. Yeah. I can let go. I don't have to <laughs> I don't have to eat, you know, a thousand calories a day and starve myself. I can finally have a dessert because I got my man. And they'll especially go there once they're married. Okay. How many how many times have I heard, you know, a guy tell me, you know, as soon as we got married, she put on fifteen, twenty pounds. Right. So right. what ha- so so I think it's important first and foremost for guys to understand where she's coming from. As much as it might suck for you Understand where it's coming from is a lot of women have been in such intense body-focused control of diet and exercise so they could be hot, so they could attract you, and then when they get you, they finally realize, I'm loved, thank goodness, I could let go, they gain the weight, and they're left standing there going, holy shit. So yeah, it's the, it's like it, a, it literally is a bait and switch. They baited you with the body, and then, <laughs> like, wait a second, this is what oh, I signed really? up for, right? So as long as we understand where it comes from, part of it is they're feeling I'm loved, I can relax now, because technically, if you love me, you're not going to leave me now that I just gained some weight or now that I'm not so hot and toned. Right. So I think the part of us (laughs) that is that, that will stick by them, on one level needs to show up and needs to be present. Mm. So they need to sense that we're not going to leave them mm-hmm. because guess what? She might get pregnant someday and that means she gains 40 pounds. And then after she gains birth, she might hang on to some of that weight. Right. And guess what? She's going to get old and wrinkly at some point anyway, 20, 30, 40 years down the line. Then what are you know, then what are you going to do? You're going to, you know, you're going to leave her for a young, hot chick. So, so the women of the world want to know that you're going to always love me. Mm. So in a weird way, in a weird way, it could be like a strange test. So as a guy, I'm thinking, yeah, I want my woman to know that she's loved and I'm going to love you no matter what. And quite frankly, you know, I want you to take care of yourself too. And I don't want you to just let yourself go. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's I a both end. It's not that I don't love you if you look a certain way. I love you and it's almost like I've got a preference. I, I How would we word that? I, I'm just, I'm imagining so many guys are out there just like, come on, help me out. Yeah, so here's what it is. To me, it's, it's, I find some of the good languaging is, honey, I want you to be able to totally relax with me. I love you no matter what. Okay? I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to cheat on you. I want you. Like, I want you, and I want you to feel that. And when you're, like, taking care of yourself, you know, when you're taking care of yourself and you're doing some exercise and, you know, you're eating good food, then, then for me, like, I'm more attracted to you. Mm. It's just the way it is. But it's especially the part where, like, you're really taking care, where you're really caring about your body. Because you want me to care about your body, and I do. Like, if your body was sick, I'd help take care of it. So you want me to take care of your body? I want you to take care of your body, too. This is big That's because it. It, it, there's a separation between love and attraction. And I, and I think that that may not be explicit. They may not really get that. A lot of people, right? Well, if you're not attracted to me, then you don't love me anymore. And the reality is, is no, I do love you. And I want to feel the attraction again. I want to do get back into that place where we are attracted to each other. Is that right? You going down that road? Absolutely. And as, as, you're, as you're pointing out, the languaging is so important and the felt sense behind it. I want to keep saying my, my preference in a gentle way, 
But at the same time, I want to keep letting her know, and, and I love you no matter what. I love you. This isn't an all or nothing. This isn't a me leaving you. This is just like, hey, there are certain things that I do that make you feel not attracted to me. Because you've said when I dress like that or when I don't shave like that. Or you or fart when in I the bed and Dutch oven. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So I get it, honey. You're absolutely right. So I make sure I try to take care of myself in a way that I know you're, you're, you can maintain your attraction to me. You know, the word I get here is gift. That, there's, there's, that our bodies can be gifts to, not only to ourselves, how we treat ourselves, but also to our lovers. That, that, and if we look at it from that place versus just being meat <laughs> for the other mm-hmm. person, that, there's, uh, that we could be inspired to do that instead of like, well, you better get skinny or I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to have sex with your sister. You know, she's hot. You don't do it. So, it, it, you know, that, that ultimatum thing is just not, not from the place of love. But how can we gift one another? We're going through this life together. How can we gift one another? And your body, you sharing your body with me is one of the ways that we gift one another. That is such a beautiful reframing of it. Because normally the way we frame it is you're not attractive. You let yourself go. How could you do this to me? And unless, you know, you change, then, uh, you know, I'm just not going to want to be with you. I'm not going to want to be with you in bed. And, and yeah, that might be true. And it doesn't hold the place where you're talking about trip, which is there's this level where, you know, when I'm at my best and when she's at her best, we elevate each other, you know? So when I'm taking care of myself, when I'm being the best man that I can be, that elevates my woman, like, like just elevates her plain and simple. And especially because men, we are, we are visual and we are very much kinesthetic in the body when it comes to our sexuality. And for a guy, sex is a powerful gift. Beauty is a powerful gift. It can really enliven us. It can enlighten us. That's just, that's just how we're wired. I accept that as a man. I get that. And not all women fully understand that. So if they don't understand that, to me... It's up to me to educate my woman that, hey, here's how I work. Here's how actually a lot of men function. Here's how most of us function. We are visual. Doesn't mean I don't love you, but we're visual. And, and I've chosen you. So you're going to be the one that I'm looking at most of the time. You're mm-hmm. going to be the one that I'm hanging out with. And that's a, that's a gift that I give you, choosing you and saying you're the one. That's a gift I give you. And, and, I'm, and I'm happy to give that gift. And you can give me the gift of taking care of yourself. You know, and taking care of yourself doesn't mean abusing yourself and starving yourself. No. It just means you, honey, finding the place where you're just taking care of yourself and it feels good. It feels right. The way you're exercising, the way you move your body, the way you feed yourself, it feels right to you because I know when you do that, you're going to look your best. Absolutely. And you're going to feel your best. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And it's not sending the message of, which is that we want to stay away from affirming that core wound message of you're not enough. You're not good enough or you're not pretty enough or whatever. It's it's saying you are that. And how can we gift one another? How can we take care of ourselves in such a way that we are gifting ourselves to one another? So beautiful. Such a great way to go about the business of, you know, the dance between men and women. 
Yeah. Well, the one thing that I'm really appreciating too in this conversation is that I could imagine, I, I, would, I don't think I would have heard this from you, but I could imagine someone hitting the drum of like, well, if guys changed what they were attracted to, then we wouldn't have this problem. If we somehow, you know, made guys wrong <laughs> for mm-hmm. being attracted to what they are, you know, what basically their desires, then that would fix the problem. But I think we established early on that it's it, in, in a lot of a lot of this is basically how women talk to themselves and talk, you know, kind of relate to one another that has this going forward. So but at the same time that you're not making it wrong for me to have my preferences, my sexual preferences. And, and, and it's not like I could really turn them off or on. And when a woman walks into a room, I, I can't just be like, oh, I'm not attracted to her if I am. So I, it, what I choose to do with that is my choice, but I'm not going to just be, oh, well, I don't feel anything for her. I do. I do. I feel these things. So, so many guys are walking around making it wrong for them to have attraction for other women or making it wrong for them to feel certain way, things about their partner or not, that I want to leave it the door open. Have your experience. Embrace it. Embrace what's there. And then, then choose accordingly. Choose consciously, choose in a place that's going to gift or honor the agreements that you've got. But much of this, the door is going to stay locked if we don't embrace what we feel, if we don't embrace how we are actually showing up, because we may be afraid to admit, wow, I'm losing attraction for my wife. And that may mean we turn it in, oh, that means my wife's not good anymore. I don't love my wife. And I've, you know, it's just like, that's a terrible place to go when when we attach the meaning to it. That's not true. So how can we have these feelings and honor that we do love our partner? And, and uh, Mark, you really helped, I think, start to, to separate those two and see that those are two different things. Well, I think it's such a, an important conversation. I think, it's, I think it's necessary if we're going to evolve as men and women and have relationships that work, because so many relationships don't work and so many marriages don't work and they fail. And, and something's got to change. Maybe, some, maybe a lot of things have to change. But I think, Trip, as you're pointing out, you know, one thing for men, I find that as we you know, own our sexuality more, and owning it can simply mean, you know, with my girlfriend, we have this playful thing where we're allowed to say, like, wow, I think that guy's really hot. Wow, I think that girl's really hot. And just as a way to say, oh, that's hot, that's hot. I'm not trying to repress those feelings. And I'm not worried that, therefore, you're going to leave me and want to go jump on that person. So we find, you know, you know, just like playful ways. Or, you know, we might be, you know, out somewhere and she'll say to me, okay, there's like, you know, 10 women in the restaurant here. If you, you know, if you had to sleep with one of them, who would it be? And you're <laughs> like, like that, okay. one, that one, that one, that one, that one. <laughs> 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 Wait, can I, I all, all at the same time? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so ways that we can play with it um, starts to it starts to open up the conversation more because if we could be more playful, it invites her to be more playful because the point is sexual energy is a playful energy. Yeah. And we put so much overlay of seriousness and moralism and religiosity and intensity around it. And then we start to contract around it and we start to make it wrong and bad. And then all of a sudden we feel like criminals and that just doesn't work. Well, we'll just think about that. Like, okay, my partner, she has to be the one and only person I'm attracted to on the planet. That feels like shit. 
I mean, it feels like so much pressure. And then I start to get like why she would want to contort herself and have to maintain something because therefore, well, if I don't uphold these this this high standard, then I'm going to be alone. It's not going to work out. So relax. We love you. And, you know, I, there's no other woman I want to be with other than you, like in terms of just this love and, and, and deep connection. And let's just own the fact and be a yes to the fact that we do feel attraction for other people. Now, what we choose to do beyond that is a whole other story. But it sounds like what you're saying, Mark, is to embrace the fact that attraction is there and we can start to be playful with it and trust Trust that if things aren't perfect, if my body isn't perfect, or if you have attraction for someone else, trust that our relationship will survive and even thrive mm-hmm. because of it. Yeah, well put. I also want to say this just popped into my head as you were speaking. You know, oftentimes we get locked into that loving each, loving each other's bodies um, means sex. So, and, and clearly that's one of the most common and overt expressions of I really love your body, which is I want to jump on it and hump it. Okay, so that's the common, that's probably the most common message women get from men in terms of I love your body. Mm-hmm. Now, part of it too with your woman is it's great to give her other messages that have nothing to do with sexuality that says I love your body. Mm. Because when we spread out that message, then it sinks even deeper and she doesn't have to be contracted around, well, the only way you're going to love my body is if you're attracted to it and you want to hump it. So I better make sure it's skinny. And, and, and oh. so I'm looking for ways with my girlfriend. How can I give you the message? I love your body. That is completely out of the realm of sexuality. So one way is simply around her health. You know, when she's, feeling low energy or when she is sick, like, how do you take care of her? Hmm. Like, I always let my girlfriend know when she's not feeling well, she's under the weather, she's sick. Like, honey, what could I do with you? I really care about you. I'm behind you. It's okay that you're not feeling well today. You know, can I, can I make you some food? Can I go out and buy you some food? Like, what do you need? So show your woman that you actually attend to her body in ways other than how it pleasures you and in ways other than sexuality, it could be around health, it could be around, you know, next time you're out shopping and you see her, you know, looking at some makeup or looking at some beauty care, some body care stuff, like buy it for her. Mm. Uh, because you're telling her, I, like, I want to love your body in the way that you want to love your body. Does she like to get her nails done? Does she like to get a facial? So it's you loving her body, but in a different kind of way, they get the message. It really lands for them, and it enables them to relax into, oh, he loves me. And it actually enables them to take care of their body in a way that us guys want them to take care of it, because they get the big message, he loves my body. Man, this is big, because I, I, you know, I can just imagine what a woman's life is like, where she basically is ignored by her partner up until the point that he's ready to have an ejaculation. <laughs> like, they, she's just a device to help him ejaculate. And I'm sure there are women that feel that way in relationships and marriages and stuff. And it's like, if you don't spread out the message and what you're saying, then then basically it's like, okay, here he comes. You know, I'm just the, the erection receptor for him. And uh, of course, yeah, he only really pays attention to me physically whenever he wants to relieve, you know, relieve his his need for an ejaculation. So spread it out and find other ways to enjoy and connect and touch 
and appreciate so that I don't know. I would be pissed off too if the only time you came around is when you wanted something, you know, or wanted wanted to get off. That would that would get tired. Um, so I, I love what you're saying there. Just like to really find other ways to connect and appreciate, other than hey, I need to get off, honey. It's so important, and it's so easy. You know, I think as guys, we're not always trained in subtlety, and. You know, like like You're the right. way we talk, like we're not training subtlety, <clears throat> and, yeah. and and women are all about the little things. Mm-hmm. Women are all about subtlety. If if you notice their eyelashes, like I like, so okay, check this out. My girlfriend for months and months and months, every Wednesday at two o'clock, would go somewhere for an hour, and she wouldn't tell me where she was going for that hour. And it was kind of a running joke. She said, I want you to guess. I want you to figure it out. Mm. And Okay, you're going out to lunch with your friend. No, you're going out to get a massage. No, I, you're going out shopping. No, I couldn't guess. And she said, if you just looked at me, you would know. It turns out that where she was going for months, this once a week, was to get her eyelashes done. She has these amazing long eyelashes, but there, there's a service where you get eyelash extensions. Okay. And I didn't fucking notice that she's got these long eyelashes. <laughs> now, all you the just while... just looked at her, though, dude. Right. <laughs> no, 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 but, <laughs> no, but all the while, all her girlfriends... And we could, like, walk into a restaurant where nobody knows us. We'll be sitting down at a table. And, and there's always somebody who comes over to her and says, you have the most beautiful eyelashes. And I never think anything of it, because, yeah, of course, right, whatever. Right. But I didn't notice this about her. So all I'm saying is we're not trained in subtlety. And when we start to pick out the subtleties and acknowledge your woman, your girlfriend, your wife, like acknowledge like, oh, wow, I really like those earrings. Yeah. Like, I remember the first time I noticed that women had purses. You know, it's like, I just never noticed a woman's purse and, and, and like a woman could spend a lot of money on a purse. Oh yeah. I mean, and the purse says everything. It's got all, it's a message. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I never noticed a purse to me. It's, it's, it might as well be a backpack, you know, a little backpack <laughs> that they carry around. I don't care. But then the first time I started praising the purse. Oh like, Yeah. Wow, he noticed. He sees me. Mm-hmm. You're, you're you're loving them because you know a woman's accessories, her hair extensions, her eyelash extensions, her makeup, her new hairdo, her clothes. It's all an extension of her body. Mm-hmm. If you praise a woman's shoes you might as well say you have a hot body. That's what she hears. That's funny. You know, I did that one time. I had a girlfriend. And uh, a friend of hers came over and she, this was the first time I wore shoes because these, these were these strappy Gucci things I asked because I, I actually was the first time I actually felt myself get aroused looking at a foot and I complimented her shoes and like my girlfriend ta- didn't talk to me for like 24 hours. And I was like, <laughs> the freaking shoes, what's the big deal? And then it, and then it, I got the world of what that meant to compliment a shoe. So <laughs> I might as well just said, I love your tits. Those are fantastic tits. You, you bust them out. Where'd you get them? Like it was, I might have well just went down that road. So, <laughs> oh man, dude, this is, this is such an amazing, I feel like we could just keep going and going and maybe, maybe we got to have a part two and dive in because we've moved beyond <clears throat> just the body stuff and into the language uh, here that a, that a woman is sending. And I think that 
what I'm taking away just right off the top is just that women are sending us signals. They're sending themselves signals and the body is one way that they do it. And, um, it's just such a complex, beautiful thing. But if we could start to get more and more sensitive, uh, start to pay attention and understand what the currency of these signals is, you know, what's the real message that they're sending that so much of what we're really wanting in terms of connection and freedom and love and sex is, uh, it's all right there. We just got to pay it more and more attention. Well put. I would love to have a part two. Here are the big takeaways from this talk with Mark David. Number one, for most men, body image is important, but not a big deal. Our sense of value in society is based more on our ability to earn money and protect those that we love. For most women, body image is what they think about most, as are the expectations for finding and keeping a mate. Bring in the societal script that says attraction equals skinny, and now we've got millions of women believing they have to be hot and they have to be skinny. If she's not attractive, then she's going to be alone. She's not going to be loved. This is why eating can be so scary. The script in their head says, if I'm overweight, then I'm unlovable. Number two, we all share a handful of big needs. Two of them are food and love. And for many women, these two needs are battling against each other. Just imagine living in that nightmare. This battle takes her out of her body and out of her ability to simply let go, relax, and just enjoy herself. Which is really sad because what most men find attractive is a woman that can let go and simply relax into who she is. Underneath the exterior, we want a sense of ease, confidence, and flow that shows up when she's in her body, whether she's playing, dancing, eating, being pleasured, or having sex. But her worry, her concern to be more attractive, has her tensing up, and that makes her less attractive. Number three, women don't need to be rescued, but they can benefit greatly from our support and positive reflection, genuine positive reflection. So what does that look like? Share your positive perspective. Tell her the good things you see about her. Let her know how she has brightened your day just by walking through the room. Leave little notes, send a flirty text, make it fun, make it playful, make the effort and let her know how she impacts you. In a genuine way, be the positive message that counters that negative voice that may be blaring in her head. Now, this isn't ass kissing. It's simply sharing how you already feel. It's sharing how she makes a positive impact on you. So let her know. Number four. Appreciate and praise her without trying to get something in return, especially sex. Many of us, we're only putting our best foot forward when we want to get laid. Now, imagine people only being nice to you when they want your money. It feels like shit. Again, this isn't about kissing ass. It's about genuinely and frequently communicating the positive things you notice and feel about her, especially when you're not trying to get something from her. Number five, a happy woman is a sexy woman. Next time you're around a group of women, watch them. Take your focus off the boobs and the butts and really pay attention. Which women are genuinely at ease and having a great time? Which ones are comfortable in their bodies? And which ones seem stiff and rigid? Which ones seem self-conscious and awkward? And now take it a step further. How do you feel as you put your attention on these different women? Ease will invite more ease. Tension will invite more tension. Being armored invites others to armor up too. The point is, a gal may have a rockin' body, but for a quality man, her stiff discomfort will be a turnoff. 
A quality man will want her accessibility. In other words, what makes a woman truly sexy comes from within. This underlines the point that taking care of ourselves is a gift to those around us. Why? Because when we take care of ourselves, we feel good. And this invites those around us to feel good too. Number six, there's a difference between attraction and love. Even if both parties have a strong, loving connection, they may still do things that diminish physical attraction, which is why if you've got the hots for a gal, you don't fart in the car on that first date. Hopefully. Most challenging conversations, especially those around physical attraction, will benefit when a solid foundation of love and connection is firmly in place. Focus on establishing that foundation of love and trust, and then you can more easily discuss the things that are affecting sexual attraction. And good luck. And number seven, learn how to pay attention to her body as more than just a place to hide your penis. You may care deeply about her body, but that doesn't mean it's the same way she cares about her body. Think about that. Watch how she adorns, dresses, and accessorizes herself. These are all signals about how she's feeling and what she's feeling. It's a language. When you're able to pick up these signals and let her know that you're receiving them, a whole new world will open up for you. Trust me. By picking up and reflecting these signals, you're letting her know that you care about her, not just having sex with her. Where can we learn more about the Institute for the Psychology of Eating? Thanks for asking that question. Very simple. Go to our website, psychologyofeating.com. And if you go to psychologyofeating.com, we have a lot of cool programs. You can learn about my books, my CDs, all that sort of a thing. And I'm, I'm just... I'm just so appreciative to have this opportunity to just speak to a bunch of great men about a topic that, you know, I'm just enthused about every day, really. Cool. We'll we'll do it again. We'll do it again. Uh, I miss you, man. I miss hanging out with you. Uh, You know, we don't live in the same town anymore. So uh, it just uh, connecting today. I'm like, God, man, I miss you. I want to hang out more. So (laughs) let's get together soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There's so much more to The New Man than these interviews. So visit thenewmanpodcast.com and join the mailing list so you never miss another update. Thanks for listening.